0: Hey, you guys, don't forget to check out my YouTube channel. Podcast videos will be uploaded to the YouTube channel. Readings, anything, you name it. Check out the YouTube channel at Conjurman Bayek. That's C-O-N-J-U-R-E-M-A-N-B-A-Y-E-K. Once again, that's Conjurman Bayek. Go ahead and like and subscribe. Thank you so much for supporting me. See you guys on the show. Hello you all, Bayek here. My shop is now open. I sell conjure oils, agua de flora, readings, you name it. If you would like to shop with me, just go to Bayek's shop.com That's B-A-Y-E-K-S-S-H-O-P.com. Thank you. Hello, hello, hello Bayek here It has been a very long time Since I have uploaded Any Videos Any Well this is the first podcast video I'm doing But A very long time since I've updated the podcast. And this is the kickoff episode for season 2. Um I'm not going to apologize for taking a hiatus because I have been on a very long learning journey and spiritual journey and I've been getting my self together. I've been healing, I've been learning, studying doing all sorts of the things. Um, So I am really grateful for that. Um, I have been thriving. I am in a much better headspace and spiritual space than I was when season one left off. Um, For those of you who are invested in me and in the show, I want to thank you so much. Thank you to new Listeners, thank you to returning listeners. I appreciate it so much. Um, So, just to update really quickly, I changed my moniker to Conjurman Bayek rather than Hoodoo Bayek because I feel like the word hoodoo is very um dare I say like overused, and I don't know, like traditionally it's you know that's not really what our predecessors called it. it was more so called root work or conjure, and um as I was learning more, I felt like. Conjurman Bayek was different and you know it was a bit more true to the history um of the art and the practice. So that is why I changed it. Um you can now find me on social on Instagram um at conjurman byek um You can find me on YouTube at Conjurman Bayek. Um, And I also started selling products. Yay. Candles. um, Agua de Flora. I now do readings more openly, I would say. So you can just go to my site at Bayekshop.com and book with me. Um, buy my products there, shipping is available Um, I'm really excited to have have taken this step um, in my spiritual journey and in my life and um, I'm very grateful for the people who have stuck with me and who are continuing to listen Um, Season 2 of Bayek's Desert is going to be a fucking blast, okay? I've learned so much more. I have so much more to offer, so much more to say, so much more to think. And I'm ready. I'm ready, so I hope you all are ready. Um, So without further ado, adieu, um let's get into the program so i do want to start off with in an, an update about um where i've been things i've been doing um oof, okay so in my temple so i wanted to start with in my temple for this season two kickoff because i felt it was only right to give you guys a precursor into what the fuck has exactly been going on with me, what have I been doing in this journey. And I, (laughs) um, it's been so much, I don't know where to start. Um, I want to say it's been about six months since I last updated the um, podcast. And the last update I released was Um, my thoughts on discretion because too often I see or would hear people oh you gotta be secretive, you gotta be discreet da 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 and it's like no the fuck we don't like you know our traditional practices because of colonialism and imperialism are dying out and pre-colonialism it you know benefited us to Have tradition just be oral-based And be, you know, initiation-based But after that, and now that there's, you know Black people in diasporas on different continents And different countries You know, the practices are becoming lost And, you know, minds are becoming increasingly Colonialized So it's like, you know Be secretive But then, you know, our heritage dies out. And so I am very anti-secretive practice. Of course, there are still going to be things that you have to be initiated into and, you know, so on and so forth, especially if you are, you know, um, a devotee of Ifa or um, plan on being a, you know, like a major practitioner of fi, um but generally speaking I th- the the i would i guess i would say the basic things are are fine to you know be and I don't even want to use the word basic but <laughs> um you know are fine you know we should spread that knowledge to our um diasporic brothers and sisters and, you know, be open with it, be freely, willing to give that knowledge and um, put and give, you know, a hand where needed. So just wanted to put that out there. That was my last, um, my last update. So that was the last update to the podcast. You can go check that out. Um it's under my the title of that episode or mini so is thoughts of my thoughts on discretion. Um so pretty much since then I've been very low key. I have been doing a lot of shadow work. I've been going major internal, like digging deep, fine tooth, combing all of my trauma. Um, outing my abusers, um, huh, just going through every every bit and piece of my psyche, like bit by bit by bit, and you know it ha- it wasn't as painful as I thought it was gonna be. Like there was a lot of grief that I had and a lot of grief I had to um, come to terms with and process. But after that was over, um, I actually felt really good. And um, it just it, it was intense, but it didn't hurt as much as I thought. Like, I don't know. I was just so scared of. of. Uh, oh, my God. I thought like I was just going to open a gigantic can of worms, which, you know. And, you know, kind of did, you know, depends on who you ask, but, um, I just, I feel so much better. I feel so relieved. Um, my abilities have, who progressed, evolved, um, I've became more sensitive, um, more empathetic, um just my ability to process like, um, intuitive information has gotten exponentially better. Um, and I also do spiritual counseling now, like for real, for real. And, you know, I, you, I been doing it on like a informal basis, but I am now at a point in my journey where I can actually offer that as a service And I actually also, I started studying psychology as well, too, um, so as to further assist with my um, intuitive abilities. Um, You know, science and traditional practices were never meant to be separated. So um, I like to study both. And um, yeah, check me out. But, um, whew. Um it's been a lot of personal things, too, that have gotten so much better. Um My boundaries are a lot better. I'm more steadfast in my boundaries. It's so crazy because, you know, if you look back in the earlier episodes, I'm, like, talking about how, like, niggas are dogging me out. And I'm like, it's so funny because be since I've, like, evolved, I'm like, I wouldn't even give those people the time of day. Like I wouldn't even let those people look at me and I feel so much better. I just feel so much better like being able to express myself and and stay true to myself, stay true to my boundaries. Um so I am really grateful for this entire learning experience. I'm grateful for all the experiences good and bad. I'm grateful for all the lessons. Um, I would not be where I am today without those lessons. And, you know, forever a student. Um, Shout out to Cassie. She taught me that Cassie um, is an intuitive here in Detroit. And, you know, that's one of the things she said to me in one of our readings. And it stuck with me. And I always remember that um, because I never, you know, you can never know everything and you can never know too much. You're always learning. Learning is an ongoing process, ever going process. Um, so, yeah. Um, whoa. OK, so let's BoJack Horseman this shit. So, a part of my shadow work is also, a part of shadow work is holding yourself accountable. It's fine-tooth combing all of the shadow parts of yourself, of your psyche, of your energy, and working through the traumas that you've collected and have experienced but it's also being honest with yourself about where you personally went wrong at and i have some honesty to be honest about with you guys so yeah are back <laughs> um so i just i had to take a quick break to um collect all of my thoughts but so this is still you know in my temple segment but i feel like this segment is going to be broken down into like segment like many segments and so this first one is going to be the lessons that i've learned So over this past six months, I believe it's been six months, um, I've learned a lot. And one of the first things that I learned was that I am not in control of anybody else's journey. So if you have been if you have listened to the previous episodes, if you've been following my journey, following my story, you know that I have a tendency to insert myself in shit that has nothing to do with me. And one of my catchphrases over this time has been that don't got shit to do with me, not because I don't care, but because I really have to do that in order to remind myself to not, you know, expend my like energy and spirit to the point where I'm now, you know, to the point where I'm like in like a shitty like mood and have like shitty spiritual and psychological hygiene. And, um, yeah. So I've also have learned to be more attentive to my spirits and I've learned to be more attentive to the intuitive information that I get and that I receive. Um, um, just doing that has just i've it's just allowed me to vibrate so much higher and um has really saved my ass a lot, you know, if we're being honest. And, and yes, and you know, and I know he, you know, likes to stay private, but I just want to give out my love to Eshu. I love Eshu so much. You know, Eshu has taught me so much, and I'm so grateful for him. I'm so thankful and grateful for my spirit team, my spirit guides. And I'm tearing up, but, you know, and I I was hesitant to say this because if you work with Eshu, you know he is a very private deity, Um, very private but I really, you know, I have to give out my love to him. And I realized, you know, how much alike we are. And another one of the lessons that I've learned is I have to live my life a certain way. And there are certain things that I will never be able to participate in there are certain activities you know i can't indulge in there are you know just just places i should not go and you know people i should not be around and this is a process you know if i probably would have gotten like an efi reading i you know probably could have been told this information but you know <laughs> trial and error <laughs> Um, you know, I just, you know, had to learn it through trial and error and, you know, take notes of it and be like, look, bitch, this shit don't work. You need to stop doing this. You need to stop indulging in this activity. Da 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 da. And so once I, you know, like. (laughs) I was down horrendous. Okay, so, you know. I used to in my I'm gay and, you know. The gays are wild. So (laughs) um, I would cruise. I would cruise. And I would never find people like, you know, I would never find like people to like have sex with. And um, it would be always some like shit or I would like something not like bad, but like my body would like start hurting or whatever the case Or, you know, I just would not find, like, a sex partner. And I didn't know that then when I was doing it. But um, it dawned on me um, during, you know, this past, you know, half of a year that I've been on this spiritual um, sabbatical. um, It's because those activities are not meant for me. And so I realized what was happening was my spirits were blocking out, blocking me out from those experiences. Like, I don't go, I can't, and you know what's so crazy? I don't go to clubs. I don't go to bars. I hate, like, unpredictable, uncontrolled environments. But every time I've went to a bar or to a club, bad shit has happened so it has occurred to me that though that is one of the things i like spiritually like you know i'm sure it's written into my ori that i cannot indulge in that indulge in those you know settings and i just wish you know my like naive ass would have learned in these lessons sooner and would have came to this conclusion sooner because, like, bad shit would always happen every time I went to a bar, every time I went to a club, you know, something popped off or I met someone that I could have went without meeting. Um, And... I'm not going to spill all of my tea, but what I will say is, listen to your intuition listen to the signs that you are being given from the universe the universe is never going to steer you wrong and even if you are experiencing temporary pain you know there's a reason for that there's a reason for that and you need to listen to it heed those messages and um and you know push through and allow yourself to evolve and and i don't want to die. I don't I don't want to push through, but like, no, but allow yourself to sit in those experiences and sit in those emotions and evolve from that space. Um, we only grow when we push ourselves beyond what we already know. And, you know, 19 year old me, 20 year old me, and even 20, I'm 22 now, and even 21 year old me, you know, was very naive and I did not. There was just a lot that I just did not understand about my life or the trajectory of my life, which brings me into my next point. I've since discovered that my and I've been knew this, but it's i became I've came to understand it a bit a lot more on the spiritual level and on an internal level. But my goal, not my I my spiritual goal in this life, what is written into my ori is to guide people and it is to, to be a gear, to be a gear in other people's lives, not to do the work for them, you know, but to teach, to educate, to be a person that gets actions to happen. Like, you know, like when you're playing a video game and the cutscene doesn't happen until your character like walks into a certain space. I've learned that that is the one of the roles that I'm supposed to play in this life. I'm supposed to be a driving force in people's lives in order to push them to grow, and you know I didn't like I said, I kind of understood that, but not really. Like, I had the gist of it, or, but like, this entire year has just been that. Like, I, like, spirit will put me in situations that I don't care to be in. And it'll be like really aggravating or like really irritating to say the least. But they will also, they would also like shield me from the, the bullshit. Like, I'm just supposed to be there to make an event happen, but spirit would shield me from the effects of said event. Like, you know, like, and it was paying attention to that is what got me to understand that like, oh, like, this is the role that I'm supposed to play. So they're like, oh, my God, even with my mom and my brother, like it was a lot of shit going on with that. And, you know, I was living with them um, last year and. It was actually. Yeah, yeah, I was living with them last year and it was a lot of bullshit going on. And, you know, and that's paraphrasing and to not like put all my like business out there, but. I realized in that moment, in that period of time that I was living with them, I was just there to play a supporting role. I wasn't really supposed to do anything, Um, you know, wasn't supposed to necessarily be the one taking action. Um, I was just there to, you know, get the gears rolling. And that was a big learning experience for me. Um I think that's when they really started. They're like, Yes, the spirit said, Yes, our gear is here, and we're gonna use this gear. And you know what? It makes me think about Lauren Hill. And, you know, in her saying, in order to be used, you have to be willing to be humiliated. And that is true. If you are going to be a spirit worker, a practitioner, you have to understand this now. You are going to be humiliated. There are going to be instances Where you are experiencing so much turmoil, so much pain, so much backflow, but it is imperative to your journey that you experience those things and that you learn from them and grow from those experiences. I cannot stress that enough. Spirit will give you everything that you ask for, but you also have to do what spirit asks and that was one of the major lessons that I've learned. And I've become like more comfortable with it. I kind of just do it now like I uh, like y'all know, oh my god. So if you listen to my podcast from last year, the episodes from last year, I used to talk mad cash shit. But, you know, I don't do that anymore. I've become more grateful for the guidance that I'm receiving from my spirits in the universe and I'm walking in those lessons and yeah, um, real, you know, hot boy shit. Um, but this is also the talk of like lessons and whatnot is about to lead me into my next point. Um, so let's take another quick break and yeah. So we're back, and one of the things that I learned through this journey was holding self-accountable and holding self-accountable for the things that were indeed your fucking fault. So I, okay, so if if you've been listening since, you know, last year, since the podcast was started, or if you've, you know, went back and listened to them, um you'll know what I'm talking about. So as you guys would know, there I wasn't in a relationship, but I was dating someone um, last year. Um, And this person was going through a lot. And so what happened was the way we met, was like we met off like uh like a fuck app on grinder we actually met on grinder and um we we're having you know sex or whatever on and off but you know the person was like a cool person and so um we started to hang out and um you know we Stop talking for personal reasons on their part, but I started having visions of this person. Um and uh, not like fuck them, but like my like young ass and you know romantic ass. I realize now that I like misinterpreted it the visions that I was having. So we were not in contact for about three months. And then we got back in contact January of last year. And I thought, you know, the visions were like, I thought the visions were telling me like, that's why, okay, the visions, let's start there. The reason I even reached out to the person to begin with, um, after we, you know, had stopped talking was because the visions told me to, the visions told me, reach out to him like you need to reach out to him and so I did that and then we started like dating and if you remember I was saying and you know this and this this is this episode that I'm referencing is actually the most listened to episode on my podcast and um I think it's called Fuck, what was the name of it? It was like a variation of like... it Real learning boy shit. Go listen to real learning boy shit. Because that is the episode I'm referencing. So... The person was like very emotionally distant. Very emotionally like... Um, unavailable. You know, like... Because we keeping it a buck. The nigga was emotionally unavailable. He wasn't ready for a relationship. Wasn't prepared for one. And to be quite honest, was not prepared for me you know i'm pretty sure if it was a superficial relationship that you know if for the person pressuring him for a relationship was like superficial or whatever then it would have been doable but you know i'm a very intense person and i require a lot i demand a lot um not sorry and it was you know me asking of him a relationship that he couldn't give me at that time And, you know, to be quite frank He didn't want to give me at that time But in the midst of this whole romantic stuff I, um you know, was assisting him In many different, you know, areas of his life You know, personal areas That I'm, you know, not going to talk about Because it's not, you know, my business to disclose But there were a lot of different areas and, you know, that um, I was helping him work through and he told me that I was the only person in his life at that period of time who was like down for him like that. And that is important because fast forward to today and me understanding what my journey is and me realizing that I'm like a healer slash educator. um, I now realized that the visions weren't telling me to reach out to him because he was going to be my next husband. It was saying like, reach out to him because he needed my fucking help. And I feel like, and I'm going to hold myself accountable for that. And so um, if you are listening to this, um, I deeply apologize For um, putting those expectations on you. That was my naivety. That was my misunderstanding. I should have never expected that from you. Um, And I'm not saying that on some shady shit. But like that just wasn't... That wasn't... The relationship was not supposed to be the goal. And me misinterpreting that was my fault. Um... You know, I'm not going to go off and I should have been. No, I'm still learning. I'm forever a student, but I will take accountability for my naivety and I will take accountability for where I went wrong. So I'm sorry. I'm fully and deeply apologetic for um, putting those expectations on you because for multiple reasons but one it was unfair it was unfair to you that's not what you wanted that's not what you were trying to do you told me that's not what you wanted at that time and you know I should have annexed myself from the idea of romanticism with you but I didn't I didn't and I got hurt in the process I'm sure I hurt you in the process of that and for that I am sorry it was never my intention to hurt you um I take accountability for all my wrongdoings. And um, I really do mean that from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of my spirit. Um, I am so sorry about that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm sorry. I don't know what else to say about it. But yeah, um I misinterpreted everything, everything that the spirits were telling me. I misinterpreted it because I wanted it to be something that it wasn't. I wanted the the mess. I wanted the messages to mean something that they didn't mean. And that is my bad. Um, And I really don't know what else to say, but I'm genuinely sorry and apologetic for that. And I hope that you do listen. I'm actually going to probably I'm going to link you this episode. Um, and then have it be that and if you choose to talk to me again, you do, you don't, you don't, but hey, we're grown. I'm sure we're we're I'm I know I'm definitely in an entirely different space and I'm sure you're in an entirely different space. Um but you know, we grown. Um and you know, I pray that um You know, I'm not even I'm not going to ask for forgiveness because, to be quite honest, I don't believe in forgiveness. Um, But I do pray and hope that you heal um, from the wrongdoings that I've committed and me putting those expectations on you, um, me putting that pressure on you. Um, You didn't deserve that. Um, So, yeah. And next segment. Hey, y'all. So this is the final segment of this episode. And I'm doing a, a reading, a tarot reading. Um, messages from spirit so you know hope if, if this resonates with you it does if it doesn't it doesn't but um we're going to shuffle got knight of swords that's our very first card knight of swords so there's obviously something that's bothering or maybe not even bothering you maybe you're just at a certain place in your life but the knight of swords is telling you that whatever it is that you're thinking about you need to take action be steadfast don't be complacent in the words of you know our lord and savior beyonce Knowles, don't talk about what you're gonna do Don't think about what you're going to do. Do it. Take action. Don't be complacent. Then you got the lovers. The lovers doesn't necessarily denote um, a romantic relationship, but it does denote partnership and um, symbiotic. I don't think so. Symbiose. That's Atlantean for together. So, take action and don't be, ah, don't be afraid to lean on those partnerships take actions, be steadfast in your relationships pay attention to your relationships be attentive, um, it's also the number six of the major arcana so, you know, stability um, progression development um, moving on to final phases um, take action, you know, don't don't stand still then we also got will of fortune this is actually funny because i shuffled the deck but before i shuffled the deck i showed it to the camera and the will of fortune was actually one of the cards that showed and something told me like boy you do not even have to shuffle it just pull those cards out i shuffled it and what do you know And wound up coming out but chances make champions we got will of oh i'm so sorry I'm sorry You know, um, tarot decks are spirits They are entities Please be nice to your deck Your deck is your friend Or at least your deck should be your friend Um, Please be nice to your decks They are very much alive Very much carry energy Um, And they are the messengers Please listen to your decks So we got Wheel of Fortune As the third and final card In this pool So, chances make champions. That's how I'm interpreting it. Don't be afraid to take a chance. Don't be afraid to lean on those relationships. Take action. That's what's going to bring you fortune. Taking action, being steadfast, being attentive, being proactive. That is what is going to push you forward and bring you um, prosperity in Wealth. So, I'm going to show all of these to the camera. Okay? And hopefully this message resonates with you all. I love you all. Thank you for tuning in to the Season 2 Kickoff episode of Bayek's Desert. Once again, I go by conjuring Bayek now, not Hoodoo Bayek, bitch. So, you know... Follow me on Instagram at ConjurmanBayek. You can also go shop with me at shop.com. I'm holding my camera, not my camera, my um, business card up to the camera. So it's probably going to be reversed, but that's okay. Um, so definitely go check that out and shop with me at shop.com. That's B A Y E K. S-S-H-O-P dot com. Um, I worked very hard on that website, worked very hard on these products. Every one of these products are spelled over um, in, <laughs> together and individually. And you can also put in requests for custom products. So shop with me. Gang, gang. Love y'all. Buy a gown.